0: Welcome back to episode 131 of Pretty Fort Weekly. My name is Chase Weitzer. I'll be your host from the Pink Room of Greenwood Sound. And I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend, co-host, colleague, contributor to CityView, Consequence of Sound, and iHeartRadio, Parker Reed. And welcome back to episode
1: 17 of Pretty Fort. Oh, baby, it's a cross-post, a cross-feed? Post? What is this, some sort of crossover episode? Ooh, a crossover episode. <sighs> Wow, We are the same
0: characters on both <laughs> We switch shirts, we switch places <laughs> No, uh, we decided to share the feeds For today's special episode about GDP It's our recap You know, we like to, uh, when we come back from a festival Decompress a little bit, talk about the food we ate Maybe we'll get around to chatting about the music <laughs> But, uh, you know, the reason we decided to share the feeds Is because why not just uh, use this opportunity To promote the fact that if you're listening to this on the Pretty Fort weekly feed, uh, you might be missing out on some sweet interviews and premieres that you can find on the Pretty Fort feed by searching the podcast service of your choice. You know how apps work. Right. And future event coverage for some of the biggest events. Events.
1: In Iowa. (laughs) This summer.
0: Exclusive events.
1: 8035 Hinterland, And if you are listening on the Pretty Fort feed. That's right. You're missing. That's you're, right, Charlie. <laughs> you're missing
0: some weekly heat. Yeah, bro. Over on the weekly feed. <laughs> what if that was unironically our motto on that show? We bring the heat. We bring the heat. After the Haley Witters episode, it might be true. It, it, yeah, you, look, go listen to the Witters Odyssey. The Witters Exposé. It was something else. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like something that happened during Nixon's presidency. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the Witters Exposé. No, yeah, we're here to just talk about GDP, though. It's a hang sesh, man. These are always fun. They're always cash, you know? I don't have to sweat over some fucking bullet points like... Right. <laughs> I think the symbols are too loud, <laughs> you know? Be a fucking real dork about it. Uh, Instead, we're just talking about seeing some good-ass music PR. And yeah, where do we begin? I mean, Saturday, April 23rd. It was a day that will go down in history.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess we can start that um, we briefly went to exile. Did some pre-show chatting, socializing.
0: At the Little Village celebration. They were there celebrating the inception of Little Village, Des Moines. And we're stands, man. What can I say? We like Little Village a lot. I mean, I, oh, I guess I should speak for myself and I oh, hate no. them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for me and Juno, actually. Yeah. Juno I, is on my lap, if you will. I remember. mean, just high quality, both. Cultural journalism. Yeah. I mean, both flavors, obviously. But yeah. like the thing that appealed to me, if I'm just being frank, way back in my U, Iowa days, right. when I was a young man, you know, when there was a shine in my eye when I looked out into the world. As opposed to the Northman. As opposed to an old man. <laughs> and Oldsman Gary Oldman I liked that they did music reviews of Iowa music that were cool it yeah. wasn't like like the Des Moines Register is just like you know every once in a while you get like Slipknot's here <laughs> you know uh, which is good if that's you're, good if there's you're, a place for that if you're
1: lucky when Lime Cooler was here he would be like you know Sires or something like that right, yeah.
0: right. but no Little Village is integrated In the culture.
1: They're aware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, they're tapped in. So this was a great partnership. They launched. They had t-shirts there.
0: Yeah, and it was at Exile, one of the spots. Dude, the synergy of that,
1: you know? Yeah, it was good. I talked to some organizers, some talent that was playing there, some talent that was not on the bill this year, and also some friends, you know? Lily was there,
0: caught up with Lily. Friends of the show, Lily Detay, Caroline Stump, whose music we've talked about. Yeah. You can go find those episodes. Go check out their music, you know.
1: Met some new homies. It was lit. I mean, it it, it was a little windy. Uh, (laughs) I forgot
0: about the wind factor, yeah. But...
1: As we'll we'll, we'll t- critique
0: the win. We'll t- this we'll, is technically a PFW episode, and we will critique the win. We'll
1: critique the weather coming up. But for Exile, actually, thinking about it, what people will probably remember about GDP was how the downpour that happened later that night. Yeah. But Exile, the weather was
0: pretty good, actually. It was, looking back, foreshadowing the upcoming storm. Oh, At yeah. the time, I was a little bit like, "Oh man, I wish the weather were nicer." Right. Unaware of where it would go. Yeah. So now, looking back, I'm like, "Yeah, it was. It was pretty nice outside." Right. So if people forget the venues that you th- like, you
1: said the synergy between these venues were really good. Mm. Exile was the pre-show, but yeah, the three venues were split up between the cave, teehees. <laughs> Dude, I felt like I had to like say like a subtitle for the cave. <laughs> the cave. Mm-hmm.
0: Teehees. Yup. and gas lamp check <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah man I mean gas lamp obviously one of the I would say most authentic stages in Des Moines you know it's still got that old timer yeah. charm and a lot of people in their mid 30s just cringed at yeah. me saying that but you know it's got that it's got that good old gold right. juice up in there you and
1: know? it feels kind of bad speaking like this but we can just be frank hmm. when vaudeville muse closed gas lamp stock went way up yeah you know just yeah skyrocketed
0: yeah well it's like now we gotta hold on to what we have yeah <laughs> we have to clutch it tightly so i'm very much in the gas lamp culture whereas previously i was like oh i'll see a, sh- a couple shows at gas lamp a year i love it don't get me wrong but the mute, it's functionally replaced
1: yeah then people have their you know debuts there uh, what could you be referencing <laughs> yeah Juno, uh, Juno's solo, Juno Corey, Juno, yeah. Juno's comedy act.
0: Uh, you know <laughs> yeah,
1: debuts, release shows, festivals.
0: I'll say, got to give Xbk credit in that regard too. Yep. You're stepping it up for sure. Um, lefties is still really awkward, but <laughs> I have so much fun every single time I go. It. It's such an interesting place because it has a built-in audience. Right. So you just go in there and like every time I have some sort of confusing interaction or whatever. Yeah, even it's just, just a magical place. So. Even about future
1: GDPs, if they wanna, I know they like to have it downtown, but they Dude, could do that. That that Drake would block.
0: that would work. Yeah, I would love that. I feel like lefties doesn't get enough shine or incorporation into. I don't know, maybe I'm just like looking at them like pokemon cards or something what the It's it's a tough <laughs> block though, like XBK and Lefties mm. being that. And they have different vibes.
1: But-, yeah. oh, chunna,
0: chunna. but alas, we roll up to GDP, we get our wristbands at he's and we go to the cave to check out Saltroot and we're like, "Yep, this slaps." Good. Yeah. <laughs> Solo singer-songwriter, talked about him prior to the show, checked out some of his music. Previewed, yeah. And yeah, man, the warm-up to GDP, the opening stages were pretty uh, cohesively vibey because not only did you get Soul True solo, but we got Penny Peach solo at the gas lamp too. Yeah, you know, right off the
1: bat, you know, Soul True was uh, very soulful. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Quad Cities, <laughs> don't
0: don't be proud. Don't love be the proud vibe, of that.
1: really exciting. You know, young guy album coming out this fall. Should touch on it. Oh, uh, and then yeah, uh, my first time seeing
0: Penny Peach. live. Yeah, me too. I would say, and it was solo, like you said. Is that true, or have I seen her? I'm not sure. But regardless, it was a performance that I appreciated a lot, just because bands are cool. Um, you know, <laughs> motto a, of the show, you know. <laughs> Hot take bands are cool, but whenever I see a show like that, I always think to myself, "This is the most direct this artist I'm mm-hmm. gonna get." Right. And maybe you know when she's ripping an eighty thirty five somewhere down the line, I'll look back on this and be like, "Bro, I saw her fucking silhouette yeah. gas lamp
1: dog." And I mean, hearing some of those brain games cuts. I mean, ooh, I mean the bangs. Let the dog go. Yeah. Oh. They really hit. Nasty. And, you know, we missed the first part of it to catch the Soul True, so I was glad we still caught some of those cuts.
0: Yeah, we tried to, like, bounce around as much as possible until the very end of the night when I just kind of got sucked into Wave Cage.
1: And then it was just the weather was literally a detriment. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: It did break up the ability to move a little bit.
1: I felt bad about someone coming up here, but I stopped over to finally some action.
0: Yes, and I'm glad you did because... We've talked about Nalani Proctor's solo music on the show, mm-hmm. and the fact that she has like what an '80s synth d- dance synth pop, wave synth yeah. wave band.
1: Yeah, I mean it was um guy on a laptop hitting the beats and Nalani doing the vocals and dancing and
0: dude, that's the most Des Moines core shit. Honestly, yeah. Like- yeah.
1: Lights were off. Teehees had a great contrast to Gas Lamp vibe wise. They all had separate vibes. Yeah. yeah. And so booking did a great job for all of the acts across here. Finally some action. You know, it was, you know, sloppy to an extent, Mm. but in a good way. In a fun way. Yeah. Where I was like my I I, I was I was engaged.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, literally I can think of at least four or five different bizarre duos from the Des Moines legacy, (laughs) you know, of just like two people rolling around on stage or just doing some sort of bits. I'm glad that tradition is carried on in this sort of synth wave iteration. That's very fun. Yeah. You know, not to say that they're not taking it seriously or whatever. I just right. mean that like the zaniness, uh, embracing it. It's part of the, it's part of it. Part of the DM core. Yeah. Uh, DJ was wearing a Halloween three beanie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, that's good. of course you fucking spotted that with your spyglass from the back row. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Halloween three. You're like actually my favorite is Halloween K- kills? No. Uh,
1: my favorite that isn't just the original obviously, obviously is ha- I love Halloween 4, Halloween Return of 4. Michael Myers. Mm.
0: What about Season of the Witch, Halloween 3? Was that a good scary voice? Yeah, it was. I kind of just piloted that out of nowhere and I feel good about it.
1: Halloween 3 is mainstream, easily the most underrated of all of them. Mm. For years, it's gotten the recognition in the horror community. So I don't know if you can call it as underrated if you're talking like the hardcore boys.
0: Right. Like sometimes people are like, there's this band that no one's talking about, but they it, don't just like Google them to be like, no, a lot of people talk about King Gizzard yeah. and the Lizard <laughs> Wizard.
1: It's kind of like to a lesser extent, maybe in the 90s, talking about Carpenter's The Thing mm. or something thing and Mm -hmm. be like, bro, did you know that Carpenter has another masterpiece besides Halloween? Yeah. And it's like, bro, the thing.
0: You gotta see it. Actually, it's a remake, dude. You gotta see the original, okay? Think about that. They were complaining about remakes way back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Humans have always recycled ideas, baby. And talking about recycled ideas... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's just a scathing critique of someone? Oh, no. Of course not. Let's talk about Allegra Hernandez. Whole... Lee Moly, I love. Oh I love yeah, Hernandez, dude. And we saw them open for BBH, Bad Bad Hats, a while ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, <laughs> me
1: being like BB B. King. <laughs> but yes, first time seeing them uh, after becoming familiar with the EP that we reviewed. Yeah. Fire,
0: fire, dude, fire. <laughs> Just dude, we said. We literally sound like two kids reviewing the like, latest <laughs> Call of Duty trailers. Like, Actually, I saw the scar, and so, like mm, for me, the weaponry on this one.
1: Fire? Yeah, I would say fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just kind of like as proficient as they sound on the EP, you know? Yeah. Just absolutely ripping, but to a logical degree. You know, it's not kind of like yeah. to the King Gizzard degree. Where <laughs> yeah. <it's,
0: laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, well, we did, get it. <laughs> did, did we listen to King Gizzard and Tribe called Quest for some reason before starting this? Yes, a two-song blend you would have never considered. Jit,
1: yeah, jit. Yeah, but I mean, they were so good.
0: Band was tighter than last time we saw them too. Really? So,
1: but it- I scooted over, caught a little
0: bit of
1: Light Cube. Light Cube, baby. At the cave, Light Cube was. I I forget if it was a trio or a quad. Uh, <laughs> a quad, a quad, mm-hmm. quad kill. <laughs> uh but, but kinda of just like some light uh lounge slash jazz uh sort of stuff. Hell yeah. Not psychedelic like uh Wave Cage gets, but you know, kinda of straight up, you know, pleasant listening stuff from Light Cube. Mm. I was kinda of chatting it up so yes. I wasn't as um Laser in. focused. Yeah, as I was for every other group here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Light Cube, I love the vibes. Um yeah. once again, if you're interested in seeing any of these clips, we have our story on our Instagram. At Pretty fort. DM. DM. It's the GDP colon 20. No, not colon. Um, apostrophe? apostrophe 22. Is it? Is that a
0: tick or an apostrophe, though? <laughs> that was tick just the straight I one. think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know the discrepancy there. But I checked out Terry Underhill at Teehees. Wait, was Light Cube at the cave? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. So I really like how the Sages were split up because Teehees ended up being a more vibey more solo performer friendly stage despite penny peach being solo at the gas lamp ultimately that ended up being a testament to how raw and uh commanding penny peach is because that stage went on to become the loud big rambunctious stage you know for the big bands like the allegra hernandez and like acts we're going to talk about later but when I went back to Teehees after visiting the cave, then Gaslamp, to check out Terry Underhill, I was initially surprised and pleased to see that there were seats and stuff. Because I was like, okay, right. there's a distinction between these two venues. Terry Underhill was very much, it sounds like, in the territory of Finally Some Action. or just like solo performer with beats, you know? Mm. I guess, I don't remember if she had a DJ, though. I don't think she did. She also would play an ukulele, but... Yeah, I found her really, really compelling and entertaining. And I don't know, her music is... I don't know how else you would say it other than reggae. But I think there are other distinct influences there that tie into her heritage. And yeah, maybe I'll do some research. But I had a great time. Her set finished and then a woman me on the shoulder and handed me a business card and she was like that's my daughter (laughs) (laughs) and she just started passing them out to everyone and it was the most endearing shit i've ever seen (laughs) i was like that's such a supportive mama dude like it made me really happy um and i saw the business card man and you know what i'm gonna interview terry underhill to work at my ponzi scheme (laughs) at deer yeah 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 can you write javascript (laughs) I don't book concerts, but, um, no, obviously Terry Underhill, someone we'll keep our eye on and, uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, review some music soon because some fresh cuts from a GDP artist like this, you know, it's exciting mm. PR we're going back to Gaslamp for this next one, huh? Yeah. Before we
1: do that, Ooh. how did you feel about the distance between it was the only thing it was like, yeah, a little far. Yeah. It wasn't enough to be like, this is a critique, man.
0: ridiculous. Look, the VOD fourth street theater. It slapped hard, bro. Yeah. I would say, like, street heat slapped also, and, mm-hmm. like, when I was at GDP 2019, I was just imagining, like, dude, just what if they close off 4th and put a fucking stage here, right. Obviously, that's a little ambitious for an all-local festival at this stage, but, you know, fuck it, bro. I mean, it was a well-attended festival. We haven't even talked about the fact that they sold out. Yeah. Unfortunately, the weather
1: kind of kept it from reaching max cap but the yeah. but the tickets you're right the monetary sellout did happen which, I mean, which is awesome which is great
0: let's fucking go dude
1: and they might have actually oversold since or i don't know if they were like if people are getting refunds or whatever mm. but i'm sure not everyone who didn't show up like, got a refund or whatever and they actually could sell tickets at the door for people that
0: didn't buy in advance yeah you know? I, I think they kept a bank a few just in case but also they were selling t-he's specific tickets I think up until about the beginning of the festival Mm -hmm. but just yeah those full stage wristband things selling out that's pretty it's pretty sweet yeah I don't know if the distinction matters that much I mean maybe it does maybe that is how you have to make this festival come out at neutral or even profitable you have to like sell wristbands per stage mm. as opposed to just going for one global wristband it's like this just gets you in wherever yeah. um, but the fourth street theater vaudeville muse layout it was uh criminally cohesive man just yeah. worked so fucking
1: well with the upstairs oh yeah with uh, with the mezzanine yeah with the old ryan steer yeah
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> old ryan steer and just a fucking daycare remember that <laughs> yeah i remember i was just like whoa dude there's like fucking eight Five to eight year olds here, which is fine, but I just found it curious. And so, I mean, all the venues
1: were great. But, you know, the gas lamp, and obviously this is no fault to the organizers, but the gas lamp was like maybe like a block too far where, Mm. whereas like you said, between Teehees and the Cave or 4th Street and VOD, you could just immediately start hearing something new. Exactly. But gas lamp, you get like a minute of just silence being like.
0: "Mm." (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. In our preview episode, we were speculating as to whether or not they would scale it up to like shut the street down to make it like a festival festival. I feel like that could be a future iteration where that street, you put like vendors and like boot. Yeah. It would need to be more of a summertime thing to make that work probably because um, obviously that would have been a fucking disaster this time (laughs) around. (laughs) Because at this point, it starts raining during Good Morning Midnight. Yes. And let me tell you something, PR. I don't know if we've established whether or not we have some sort of award for standout moments or whatever, but this is my standout fucking this is my save for the episode i'd agree yeah. i mean the rain coming down behind the windows or behind good morning midnight just seeing it through the gas lamp windows and then good morning midnight's sludgy ass grunge rock bro Yeah. um yeah it took it to a different level for me if i had seen them live i don't know i have to go revisit their recorded music we liked it yeah i've always liked charlie cacciatore's music I haven't seen them in forever. Right. It was really good, dude. It was fucking really good. I mean, it, I just, it's up my fucking alley. Yeah, I love Great Death, and I was like, dude, there's a basically a Great Death in Des Moines, like how long these fucking sludge fests are. Dude. Yeah,
1: and I mean, like a
0: deceptive sludge fest.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. folk Sludge. Exactly. They were great. I mean, just all of the songs of violence cuts, Yeah, um, Big Flood, just dude. absolutely, absolute ripper. But dude. <laughs> Big flood with the fucking hurricane, but it was crazy. Yeah, I mean it
0: was insane. Come on, bro, come on w- <laughs> come on, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect, dude. that was just my moment like i was it was surreal. I was like, this is a really, really good show, yeah, you know, obviously, like we're familiar with Charlie Cacciatore's shit, but it had just been so long since I see it well, i guess i I saw him at Planet Fitness, the venue. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, In Ames, the old house house venue. Yeah. And I think Face It Tiger played a show with them. Mm. I remember thinking like, oh, this is good. But seeing them, how far they've come from that house show days... I'm, I'm like, sure. that's, a, that's fucking really good, man. Yeah,
1: this is like the apex of Good Morning Midnight. I, You know, obviously when we first saw them, like right when Good Morning Midnight was a thing. Right. Obviously still developing. Charlie has played a bunch of just solo acoustic stuff. Right. And so seeing this together, I mean, yeah, just standout performance. Yeah. Easily. And it was assisted with the downpour
0: yeah the torrential downpour i will
1: say about halfway you know about halfway through i was like okay i want to go get tabs on the other acts yeah and it was just
0: yeah da- da- look, we downpour. got locked into we got locked down for the rest of the night we would get locked down bit by bit based on yeah where you ended up and when the rain started right so i i feel bad missed uvt same hip-hop group
1: hip-hop act we um,
0: were in good morning midnight <laughs> looking at the at, like when i'm saying it's raining it was like bad raining where it's like it i don't really feel right. like being soaked anyone that was there understands but yeah.
1: like you said i'm okay with like getting damp but if i right. were to walk and even if i sprinted to tihis i would be wet for the rest of the night yeah. i would have been soaked
0: like it it was like a uh, it was like splash mountain kind of <laughs> you know it was like fucking <laughs> raging river <It> was, <laughs> i don't know if we could do that <laughs> we could i wish we yeah
1: but so i felt bad because you know ran into them outside. our role in
0: society has changed and
1: evolved unfortunately because i ran after seeing the final band of tees i ran into uvt um outside of tees yes and they were like oh were you there and i was like i wasn't and i felt bad they yeah. said they're playing at woolies this this month so i said i would go oh uh, let's to make it up
0: let's make it up to him yeah and yeah. then i
1: also missed blake shaw with jerome gillespie the same, second. Same. Uh that was a cave one, right? Yeah. Yep. Same time. So apologies. Um I was like just had to make the call.
0: At the same time, it is a music festival, right? We probably we probably spread around more than <laughs> any motherfuckers. There. Yeah. You gotta do your best you're not going to get them all. Because part of the job is to vibe the fuck out at the same time. Right. You don't want to, like, completely. I do look back at that 8035 where Jorb and I were running around taking pictures. And I was like, I was playing a whole different game that right. day, man. I, like, didn't even go to the festival. I was just yeah. like, <laughs> let's uh, fire up a tweet. But, you know, that's got its perks, too, man. It's uh, It can be fun. That being said, yeah, let's go check out UVT. And I did get to run into juliano doc in between the cave and Teehees and chat with him for a little bit during wave cage yeah and wave cage of course ripping as always just an unbelievable jazz band if you haven't seen them yet you should check them out they're electronic jazz fusion they go a lot of different places though they have shit that we've reviewed on pretty fort weekly the song rumpus you know it was only a couple weeks ago they have shit that goes into genti territory they have shit that's yeah. you know, straight up psychedelic. They have shit that's more cosmic, more pensive. And they have shit that's more traditional jazz. And uh, I was talking to Giuliano Doc and he was just like, this is fucking awesome awesome dude he paid them the biggest like he was just going off like how much he loved wave cage and i was like man what a des moines music moment right there my favorite des moines rapper talking about my favorite des moines jazz band i'm like i love that the uh the overlap is there at an event like gdp you know
1: wave cage you know pun intended really making waves right now like (laughs) yeah you know missed them last weekend but so much buzz everyone loves yeah Wave cage, yeah. Of For, course,
0: we're friends with Ryan. We Garma. are biased. And yeah, they've we, been
1: on the show and everything. Right.
0: They are just a genuinely attractive act at a festival or something because right. they're so dynamic. And you know? also, they pro- they probably fit the teehees
1: vibe the best. Yeah. Lights dim. Take your seats, and then also the live liquid.
0: Yeah, maybe they need to hire a lights guy or something. They need to get Ashton Wywood in there to fucking <laughs> rig up some like lasers and shit. Right. Wave cage. At Tee Hees. Ripped. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I'm just staring at this beautiful ass poster, dude, thinking like. We are truly blessed. I didn't get any merch. merch. Like a poster or something. Yeah. I don't know
1: why. I got I got a t shirt. Not a Tee <laughs> Hate myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, over at Gaslamp too,
0: Dude, for a second I thought you meant like Krusty Krab 2 Gaslamp 2. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Dude, Gaslamp. Our boys. Yeah. Bouquet. Absolutely crushed it. Holding it down. What can you do? They rip, bro. They ripped. Of course, they came out of nowhere with Glisten last year. We were like, this song's fucking good. Song of the year. Then their career really took off when they played the Pretty Fort House show. That yeah. was, you know, that I mean, come on. That was the I mean, thing. That, if we
1: think about what happened after that, they played with real friends. Yeah. Uh, on the GDP, you know, one of and the top And we take credit out. for yeah. it, man.
0: We, we do. We do. Actually, they were bad before they played, you know, the house <laughs> show. They were, yeah. like, not even a good band. They kind of sucked, and then they played the house show, and they were, like, oh, actually, like, pff, just being here, dude. We put some shit together, and we were, like, hey, man, that's that's great. I'm glad we could do that for you. And they were, like, honestly, dude, thank you so much. We figured it out, and then uh, Booth cranked that booth knob, and the rest is history, booth man. Knob, They're ripping yeah. it. Yeah. Crank, bro, I got a tote. <laughs> yeah, well, you got a tote. You got one of their tote bags. A GDP tote, or no? Just going back to, tote bag.
1: Oh wait, is it the flower? Yeah. Like, oh hell yeah! Girl, flat bottom. Ooh, flat, side pockets.
0: Flat bottom.
1: Flat bottom girl. Uh, <laughs> flat bottom girl. Side. They don't make the world go. <laughs> oh um, man. But, yeah, I mean, Bokeh, I mean, what is there to say? Homies rip.
0: They're hard. Man. Uh,
1: they are still developing a set. Yeah. So they have the EP and then another track, and then they're going to write right now. And they know.
0: do They do have these pretty depthful interludes now that are sandwiched. You know, they debuted those at GDP. Mm-hmm. Of course, with the addition to the live band, apparently, just out of nowhere, Jorb, yeah. our friend Jorb Loves Gear, on youtube josh (laughs) if we can call him by his real name but i won't jorb adding the synth textures and stuff those interludes it's like they almost became a little bit of a post-rock band for a second yeah and it was kind of cool at a festival like gdp to get that variety and honestly with a hardcore show and not to call them i guess a straight up hardcore band or anything but like the songs can get pretty intense yeah yeah and nick booth will incorporate some screaming here and there or at least some shouting yelling you know yeah um however you classify his vocal but the kind of interludes just give you that kind of like mellowness that nice little back and forth and uh i like it man yeah i mean i think i was surprised
1: how well the synths fit on top yeah of once again you know friend of ours literally my roommate uh, just <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know disclaimer. just full disclaimer yeah. but i was surprised how well the synths fit on top of it mm-hmm. it did change the vibe because yeah. ever so slightly because like you said i would have considered them post hardcore slash just totally blank but you know more in that post uh, yeah they're punk almost. Yeah, po- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah more in that warp tour scene
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: whereas now some of those songs it's like if we're looking at like one of their new songs they might be moving you know away from that to more textural stuff i mean even elijah is sending us tracks that's like bruh
0: dude you won't believe this (laughs) it's saucy it's they're getting saucier and honestly i love it man i like that the screaming is in the dna of the band yeah think about a bouquet album and how fucking that payoff when you get there is gonna hit even if they do like sauce up some of the other stuff i just feel like that's a really cool element that yeah. kind of might be surprising in the context of an album that ultimately incorporates a lot more
1: dreamy material yeah. you're talking to every individual member of bouquet and an
0: experience i know it, a they're all experience. icons yeah. they're all icons in their own way yeah. bro.
1: but those are our boys and then we close it out with love making
0: yeah we did make love we <laughs> chill Oh the outro music. <laughs>
1: they were good <laughs> they were good follow us on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean Love Making we reviewed um Memory Metals Four. Yeah. Yeah, we reviewed the EP and they were good. They were good. They didn't blow me away like I was hoping they would, mm. uh, just frankly. Not sure. Maybe I was just tie-tie at that point. Get a little worn out uh, Yeah, music, little, you Yeah, a little know? tie-tie. Bokeh, obviously, being like our boys right before that. Maybe that was our climax or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, Lovemaking was good. They're fun. Break out the tar. Come on. They go for it, and they're easily like one of the most cinematic. Like uh, They
0: really throw uh, a ruckus, man. They do.
1: Yeah. I, I thought I remember them at the last GDP being a little more bombastic. Mm. making a little bit more of a ruckus. I think at that point, the gas lamp crowd had like thinned out a little bit more
0: Mm. because
1: at the last one, they had a bit more of the good morning, midnight slot, like the
0: mid. Yeah, it's a tough slot because you're dealing with everybody. It has built up to this. So obviously, like you mentioned, the crowd thins out a little bit, especially given the weather. It's a tough gig, but I did catch a song and I really enjoyed what I saw. It also really harkens back to the old Des Moines Court days too, yeah. And Lovemaking is being in this case one of the veterans of the festival. Yeah, I kind of appreciate that they closed it out. You, you know? know,
1: now that you kind of mention that, thinking about like what we used to consider Des Moines Core, not that it's gone, right? Perhaps, but I feel like old Des Moines Core used to be like really zany. Like that's
0: um, that's what we were talking about with fucking finally some action. You know what I mean? If, like yeah,
1: exactly.
0: It just has that rough around the edges vibe.
1: But now I feel like we're
0: kind of moving
1: away from that. And that's neither good nor bad, I feel like, but we are seeing a lot more Allegra Hernandez's, you know? Um, I mean,
0: the scene changes, music evolves. And right. yeah, it's just interesting to see what this generation of music makers is bringing to yeah. the scene.
1: Frankly, I'm probably more partial to the new the new wave, but I hadn't thought of it that way in terms of the old guard closing it down. The good taste of like what maybe the 2010s Des Moines Corps was like. Yeah. Holding it down to the GDP.
0: Love making... How far do they date back to? What, like 2016 or something? I I guess I don't remember. They're not like as old as some of the bands that we're referencing. It's not like they're ancient or anything. They're still actually releasing music. So they're contemporary within the scene. It's more so... That we're speaking to the DNA of their band. There were a lot of bands that incorporated that level of rambunctious attitude, and there still are. We've got Ramona in the sometimes, right? There's got to be a million that I'm forgetting here, and I'm offending like a bunch of people. But But, you know, the Adam in the parking lots of the world. You know, the takeaway. What's cool about GDP?
1: Now that i thinking about 2019 is that it's a lot of young blood. Mm. It's a lot of new blood. Yeah. Thinking it back to 2019, you know, we had Giuliano as well as some staples like, you know, host country and everything. But those Giulianos and the bouquets and everything yeah. are some of the most exciting parts. See what's new. It, it really is like a taste making event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a sense, I mean, it is curated by fucking Des Moines heads. <laughs> Ooh, a little pat on the back there. But. You know, I'm kidding. I don't know. It's an all-local festival. It's just really special. I can, I can like really take myself to sentimental places, thinking about like how it's cool that you know we've been going to events like these. Dude, Juno's about to get look. She's got the evil in her. her Her tail is twitching. You know, she's annoyed by something, and she's like about to like <laughs> on my leg. Oh, she's looking back here. Just gonna like start fighting with the cord or something. I don't know. Just look back at the older iterations of the events, look back at bands that were really commonplace. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's uh it's really cool that there's like young bands that were just like super jazzed about so much so that we forget. Yeah. You
1: know? And so it's you know, full transparency, we did um have some slight input on the booking this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked with the organizers about we got to know, share our opinion. Yeah, about um, some local acts. And we also recommended some on the eighty thirty five as well. And so while eighty thirty five might be the in quotes bigger ticket. Yeah. GDP is like where the dedicated listeners are. I feel like eighty thirty five oh, yeah. a more casual listen base, you know. I mean
0: eighty thirty five is something that would be much more difficult for me to figure out how to book personally if I were to hypothetically do that because think about the fact that you have to sustain a crowd large enough to support the festival at the scope at which it's at Mm -hmm. and in order to do that you need to tap into a lot of different markets and have a good understanding of like they're bringing in regional national acts mm-hmm. obviously charlie XEX international acts yeah. the production's so huge when you come down to gdp you what you called it like a taste making event it does become such a more localized small street level thing where you really can think about just like what bands complement each other and what bands around the scene deserve a shot to play to or gain more exposure play to a bigger crowd or play to a more diverse crowd than they've played to yet yeah so I see like an Allegra Hernandez and it's like dude think about or about Penny Peach you know it's like think about where these acts could go it's really cool that this this place exists hopefully some of those acts turn up at 8035 down the line you yeah know? and this is like the testing ground for yeah them. so it's a really cool festival Chasey boy mm. assuming that we get a GDP next year yes which there's
1: no reason to believe we wouldn't yeah what do you want to see from GDP 2020
0: great question well you know the the outdoor incorporation idea just because the weather was so sour this year Mm -hmm. i feel like maybe that's impossible but in a perfect world where it's like decently sunny or whatever i would love to see the street close down and you know maybe maybe the festival gets bigger does that happen next year or you know years down the line as the festival itself grows or or creates its own fan base right right now gdp is like an insular festival a little bit it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty des moines but uh if people become fans of gdp itself in the sense that they're fans of 8035 without understanding the dmmc's role in the festival then you could see it picking up steam getting bigger and And gaining more of an audience and
1: you know some people we talked to mentioned the desire to make it bigger yeah never to go to Eighty thirty-five to be clear, uh, yeah. levels, but you know
0: what about like what, half the arts center or arts festival rather? That's what I'm sure. Talking about. Yeah, you know, not uh, the arts festival big, but like the yeah, arts festival is a, a Des Moines scene festival, and it, yeah. it shuts down streets. It'd be cool in terms
1: of venues. I I mean, I think Xbk Lefties would be an interesting combo. That would be
0: sweet. I mean, that could be its own thing. At yeah. that point, it's just a satellite little uh, micro festival. If you know?
1: anything were to ever happen with the social x social club again mm. i think that would be cool yep uh, i mean you could have the basement rooftop basement come and, go. and, and, like, and come the and alleyway
0: oh that is good you got outdoor yeah. yeah um well there were festivals at little micro festivals at yeah the social club right i saw
1: shows at every one of those i don't know if they were ever together though
0: i swear there was was exile fest there or something there was some sort of little mini festival Mm. that was there one time yeah probably like a day just an afternoon day thing yeah
1: and i mean they've had it at woolies before yeah it's like a gdp yeah Yeah. i feel like you know woolies is is like a little too big for maybe the number of people that come for the one stage yeah. yeah
0: yeah 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 because you have that one big stage where it's like in total there would probably be that many people Sure, but they're yeah. supporting three smaller stages, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so But that's, you know, just venue. But logistics, yeah, I would love
1: to see it increase a little bit more. Maybe instead of a 5 to 10 sort of event, get it started a little earlier. Mm-hmm. 2 to 10.
0: Start cooking. Noon to 10. If it were outdoor, that would be easier, too, just because you want people, people that want to go out in the sun and shit right. like
1: that. But obviously, like you said, this time of the year weather's a little bit more unpredictable
0: unpredictable unless you can predict predict the weather (laughs) can we talk acts are there any acts you would like to see at gdp next year Hmm. i mean i've got a big one right off the top of the dome i feel like a pretty severe omission you know i'd like to see trees reach yeah would love to see trees reach At an eighty thirty five or a GDP?
1: Let's see here. Just talking about people we've talked about recently. I'd love to see. see, I've
0: heard Purple Frank puts on a show. You know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, some of. I mean, bro, Kyler Boss. Ooh. Uh, By the way, in the Wave Cage slot.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say absolute chaos. Yeah. (laughs) The pit. The fiery pit. The Doom Pit. Let's see. Do you think they have Mosh Pits in, in Doom Hell World? I do. But all the imps. Uh, wall of death <laughs> circle pit you know I
1: mean just any of the people that we've that were fans of boy get the Run Wilson boys up there Ooh.
0: good morning midnight slot I'm not willing to give them that praise <laughs> <think> they're overrated <laughs> I actually think Run Wilson's an overrated band so fuck Run Wilson yeah I'm sure I'll think of 18 other things yeah. by the end of but
1: it was the awesome day. to see um, not only all, all of our friends that were there mm-hmm. but also just All of our close friends, but also all of our ancillary friends. Yeah. Talking to Charlie, catch Tori for the first time in a while, going, hey, dog, what's up? And he's like, hey. And I was like, I'm Parker, by the way. (laughs) It seemed like he didn't know who I was. Yeah, He's like, I know. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, man, running into all the Des Moines heads, Jordan Malin, you know, being like, what up? I mean, talking to Mickey, Mickey's done a great
1: job from our perspective yeah, dude. of the GDP and 8035 bookings and also just all the educational stuff, DMMC, we stand. Education.
0: <laughs> What'd I say? We stand public education. Some people don't. I know, dude. We got a fucking, oh my, look at Jindo. Jindo's like, I support voucher systems. <laughs> <laughs> I put my kittens in private school. My kittens. Oh, uh. I don't want my kittens going to a public school Juno See I told What did I tell you dude What She's going for the cord Um, Her claws are out She's digging into my sweatshirt She started biting the headphone cord We love love Juno She got the crazy eyes
1: So standout performance Good morning midnight
0: They fucking ripped bro Yeah they ripped Is there anything else we should touch on GDP good GDP good that was episode 131 of Pretty Fort Weekly. And episode 17 of Pretty Fort. That was like weirdly cute. That was pretty fun. Doing a little crossover, you know? Yeah. You can head on over to prettyfort.com to check out our written coverage of the Des Moines and Iowa music scene. Drop us a link. Send us your music, your favorite music. As long as it's from Iowa, we'll talk about it. On Pretty Fort mm-hmm. Weekly. Yes. On Pretty Fort, we talk about Indiana music. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we do song premieres, interviews. You know, event coverage, event coverage like like, here, like this on Pretty Fort. So you can go subscribe to that feed. All right. Just search (laughs) P-R-E-T-T-Y.
1: You'll see Chasey on my back. That's how you know. You can follow us on Twitter at Pretty Fort
0: and Instagram at Pretty Fort DM. DM. Where can they follow you on Twitter? At Reed comma Parker. You can follow me on Twitter at GDPR. Nice. There's got to be something better than that. What about man? like um? We got to workshop this shit real quick. This like is fucking humiliating, bro. GG.
1: Like a good, like a good game. Oh, G-G. yeah. GG no re. GG no GG, G-G no p. No <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay.
0: Do we keep pushing it or no? Are there more ideas to mine out of this GDP? Are we satisfied with GG no p? G GD's nuts. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to get there. I wanted to. Yeah. Get, G alert, <laughs> major D piece. It's just the, the most garbage tier memes. <laughs> we just have a, a fucking riddled meme corpse that we continue pillaging meme for course. whatever coins we can find in its pockets. Whatever memey remnants remain. Okay, sorry, I'm stalling. Should we hit him with the singer? Sure. Keep on oh. spinning.